To the listener of this episode, may it be noted, Remington and I sat down to talk about something very specific, podcasting. What resulted was a conversation about pretty much everything else. Stay tuned for the much more focused conversation about podcasting at a later date and time, as this will be a two-part episode. Thank you, and enjoy. Hey, Remington. Hello. How's it going, man? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. You and Brandon just get finished recording? Uh, we've been done for a little bit, but I had to do some other stuff first. Cool, man. Well, um, I guess we can jump right in. So welcome to the People versus Happiness, man. I appreciate you doing this. Absolutely, man. Glad to be yeah. on. Yeah. I had Brandon did an episode with me about writing the other day, and I've got one with my sister about The Princess Bride that just came out. And uh, earlier I recorded this weekend with my friend Steve that I used to know from the bank uh, when I lived in Durham, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And now you are my fourth guest of the new kind of shorter version of the People versus Happiness. Uh, and that's cool. Ho- yeah, hopefully, again, if you're willing, this will be the first of you know a couple or several conversations that we had. And so I'll mm-hmm. kind of kick it over to you and let you introduce yourself. You can talk about how long we've known each other and kind of get going for us here. Okay. Well, my name is Remington Hitchcock. I am one of the co-hosts on the Dueling Ogres podcast. Uh, we've been doing the podcast for like five years, mm-hmm. I think. We just wrapped on episode 186. So not uh, on average, it's a weekly podcast, but uh, there have been a lot of weeks that we've missed over that five years. Sure. Uh, sure. Life gets in the way, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And uh, Dave and I have known each other for, oh, since I was in junior high, maybe 10th grade, I'd say. No, it would have been a little earlier than that because you graduated, what, two years ahead of Yeah, I graduated in 2000. Yeah, so I, I was in 02. So, yep, two years. Wow. Can't believe I nailed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Brandon and I have figured that we've known each other for about 20 years. So I'm assuming that I knew you around 1998, 1999 sounds about right to me. Yeah. 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 That sounds right. It's crazy though. Yeah. It's weird to, to think about that as well. Like I had, I think I had mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I was remembering about how I used to work in the mall and I used to I remember babysitting this kid down the street and I saw him like bebopping around the mall with his like Jinko jeans and stuff <laughs> on. And <laughs> I was like, wow, I I used to babysit you and now you're a 15 year old walking around the mall. And that's it's very it's very peculiar. <laughs> the passage of time is definitely a strange thing. Thing, absolutely it, but. <laughs> it is it really is <laughs> so you guys have been doing the podcast for about five years mm-hmm. have been listening to it for basically i guess almost a year now and it's actually kind of why we got back in touch with one another i think maybe i'd sent you a message here and there on facebook over the last couple of years but nothing really mm-hmm. substantial until I, I started hearing your voice and and it brought up memories, certainly, uh, working in the mall together. I was working at PacSun while you were there. I worked at 
uh, Gadzooks and Walden books, but I don't think you were mm-hmm. working at the mall yet when I was working at those places. So I'm pretty sure it's PacSun. I have a yeah. memory of walking down and you were working at a, at a kiosk, weren't you? What were you, where were you working? I was working at Dippin' Dots. Yeah, Dippin' Dots, that's right. Uh-huh. I was <laughs> scooping that space age ice cream, bro. <laughs> it was the wave of the future. <laughs> the wave of the future. Uh, I remember I remember that, and then I worked at PacSun after you had left. Oh, yeah. So is that why you know Hiram McLaughlin? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hi- Hiram hired me on, and uh, I ended up being a uh, lead sales associate there oh. uh, for a couple years. But I was also young, so the, the idea of moving up into management was something that my uh, – my like angsty self fought with. <laughs> you didn't want to move up the carpet ladder too far. Get yeah, too close man. To the man. I <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to be too close to the man, man. And I remember that. The, I mean, that ended up biting me in the butt just on a personal level where I had, I had kind of not taken a left when I should have taken, or I had taken a left when I should have taken a right. And I probably would have been in a slightly better place than I am now, mm-hmm. or at least a different place. That's some sliding door stuff for you right there, man. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, attitude is attitude is everything. So That's true. I've thought a lot about just having to recently go through some career changes. I've talked about it a little bit on the show. Several quick changes in my life over the past year in particular. And I actually I'm starting a new job um, on Monday. Which oh, I think nice. Is really, yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good for me in my future but at the same time it still feels in some ways like a step back uh it was actually it took me a long time it took me about five months to find this job and it's really the best thing that has come my way but over the past five months just kind of evaluating life and where i am and you know i've been thinking about going back to school and just thinking about my age and i'm like man it should just be so much further than i am now not to completely derail you or anything, but no, please, go I I had lost I, I was the manager at a mattress firm mm. and they closed my store and I suddenly found myself without a job. I had to close my store in a week and a half. I had to sell everything that I could off of my floor in a week and a half. Mm. And I became a displaced worker. And in the state of West Virginia, that means that uh, I could sign up for a program that will actually send me back to school with the under the guise that I have to get something that the state of West Virginia needs <clears throat> making little quote signs with my hands. So, but I, I mean, I took the opportunity and, um, you know, they pay $4,000 per year for me to go back to school and as a displaced worker. And I'm going back to uh, get my associates in uh, business administration. And I'm, I'm really excited about it because it's, uh, it's nice to go back to school and, and be, at least feel like I'm, I'm doing something to get myself out of the same BS rut that, you know, we all tend to find ourselves in sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. No, I'm, I'm definitely excited for you and hopefully I'll be right behind you. Are you going to WVUP? Yes. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. So now we're uh, we're co-alumni of of that. Or have you done any classes there before? Uh, not yes, but no. <laughs> I started in way back in the day. I started an A plus certificate certification class um, that I very quickly dropped out of, and uh, it was mostly my own hubris that made me 
back out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Like I, I knew most of the things that we were talking about. And instead of just finishing it, which would have been the smart thing to do, I was <laughs> like, eh, I already know most of this crap. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to go work on computers. So I'm just going to drop the class. Yeah. And the, the old crotchety me is like, you should have finished it. You dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, have done similar things like that in my past. And, and now at the age that I'm at now, I'm like, yeah, give me some really super easy classes. I'll sit through them and feel like a God, let's do this. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Like my, my, I, I was always pretty good at English. And I think like the first English paper that I wrote was like a 95 out of a hundred. I, you know how most of the time in college you have to take a lab on top of a class. Yeah. But occasionally you can test out of them. Right. I got a I got a hundred percent on my English lab test to test out of it. <laughs> like every question right. So nice. <laughs> and it's it's one of those things where I like to toot my own horn about it just because I try very hard on the internet to not be the grammar Nazi guy. <laughs> <laughs> But it's yeah. really hard. So whenever I get to toot my own horn about my abilities in English, I do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm an English guy as well. Definitely not a math person. And while my grammar has probably suffered greatly over the years, I, I definitely still lean more towards the, the creative writing and the English side of things. But when I yeah. tested into college, uh, it was one of those things where it was just a fluke. I'm also kind of logical, so I don't know if I just deduced some things or not. But I tested into advanced calculus, and okay. I think the highest math I had taken at that time was like algebra two trig, something like that. I, had, I hadn't had any calculus. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, well, maybe I'm just really smart. So I show up to class, the class that I tested into, and it took me probably about three minutes of the review to realize that I had made a huge mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I sat through the entire class and it was all just review. You know, they're like, he's like, hey, we just got to breeze through this. I know you guys know all this crap, but, you know, we, we got to do it. You know, so suck it up and, and let's just get through it. <laughs> and, right. and I'm just looking around at people like that appear bored. No one's taking notes. People are just chilling. And I'm like desperately like starting to write stuff down. Like, oh, my God, I got to learn this, this and this. Finally, by the end of the class, you know, I, I walked up to him. and I'm like, yeah, so. I didn't understand the word of that. I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Not for me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. I didn't even bother taking a math test. I was just like, I know that I am bad at math. <laughs> I am aware. <laughs> What's the most remedial class you have? I'll take one of those, please. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's what I should have done, but uh, I, I had to learn the hard way, I guess. But. Anyway, man, so uh, that, you know, that gives kind of a good background. I, it kind of places where you are in the world today. And again, I feel very, very similar in, in regards to where I am and just starting this new adventure and a new career. And I think that's why, you know, I turned to podcasting when I did was because it's certainly in this day and age has become much easier to do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and just to kind of give you just a real quick uh, rundown of, of my experience again this is you'll be the what you'll be the seventh episode um by the time i get yep. it edited and up so i'm still very fresh and i only have a couple in this new format but 
my idea was that going through some trying times, going through some changes, I still had a lot of things to be happy about. And just in general, I just never really felt upset and I never really have over the years. And I'm not saying that I'm special, but for some reason, I just have always been able to have a positive outlook and a happy outlook. And I started looking around me and then seeing that in other people as well who were also going through some trying times. And so that's why I talked to people like um, Marcelo Hurtado, who is literally maybe the happiest person I know. But his (laughs) wife had been diagnosed with with breast cancer and no one knew Mm -hmm. it for weeks and weeks and weeks because he he just didn't show it. And so I I realized, like, I just want to have conversations about happiness and see what's different about some people and and see what some people do to be happy and, and, and get different perspective. So that's why I started this, but then the podcast itself, you know, that, that's the topic, but really doing it itself and just editing and getting back into something creative is, is why I wanted to do it. And I, I did, we did get some episodes out, but, you know, Anderson, uh, who again will still be in, uh, hopefully will still be in, in future episodes. Um, he's a busy man. Um, he's got a, a way better big boy job than I have. And his schedule is tight <laughs> and he's just had some stuff going on in his life where he just needs some time. So um, that's right. why I started doing this, this, this different format. And I'll talk a little bit more about my experience of changing the format. But tell me what, what got you started with the podcast and, and uh, why do you find it a good outlet and why does it make you happy? Uh, as far as the starting of the podcast goes – I was always the friend that people would come to when they had an idea and they wanted to see it reach some kind of a a fruition. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I would have people come to me and say, hey, I want to, you know, write a movie. Hey, I've got a movie idea and I want to kind of sketch it out. And I'd start piddling around in in a word processor or something like that. And I remember Brandon was like, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'd really like to do a podcast. And I said, okay, well, let me look into that. So I looked into it and found all the bits and bobs and things and bought a microphone and uh, downloaded Audacity, which is a uh, free DAW that you can download if you're getting started. And we used that to edit it out. And I had bought a, a USB blue snowball microphone and I had put it on an omnidirectional setting. That way I could just sit it in between Brandon and I and, and record. Mm -hmm. So that's really how I got into it. Um, I have a tendency to throw myself into stuff like that. (laughs) So, so very quickly it took on a life that, that Brandon, I don't think was ever expecting. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, I was like, you know, we should probably have a web presence. We should have uh, a website sooner or later. And I made multiple social media stops and and did the branding. You know, I was like, you know, this is all important stuff if you actually want to be serious about it, because, you know, you want people to recognize us. Yes. yes. So uh, we worked up a couple of different ideas. We sourced Facebook for ideas for the name of the podcast. And I think it was one of our buddies that we played magic with, Wayne who came up with dueling ogres or some, some, something like it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Maybe I think Brandon, a little. yeah, I think, I think Brandon, uh, had come up with a few other names that he was a little more partial to, but that one just, it had a really nice flow. It was kind of short and sweet. And even though we don't really duel all that much, 
Um, it, it just it rolls off the tongue, and it's a good it's a good name to market with. Yeah, I mean, it definitely gives you the the thought of like a point counterpoint type of conversation. Um, yeah. Which, is you know interesting in, in that kind of format, and I agree. You all, you guys, tend to agree with one another more than you don't. But still, yeah. your personalities, in a way, I don't want to say clash, but you know, are, are different enough to where it, you guys embody the the imagery very oh, well. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's he's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. He's what you're really, an extrovert, right? <laughs> he's really really liberal, and I'm I'm not conservative, but I'm less I'm more middle. Than he is. Were you raised by very conservative people? I'm sorry, I'm totally getting us off topic, but no, that's okay. Um, it's your show, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm loose. I'm I'm used to the fast and loose. Not really. Um, like I was never. I never had any political or religious things pressured upon me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was raised around guns, so I was taught a healthy respect of firearms. But, you know, as far as like political leanings go, I never knew about it. I never paid attention to it. It was not a big thing that we talked about in our house. And the same with religion. When I was growing up, um, I knew that a lot of my family was religious. We went to church when I was younger, or, or at least mom and my stepdad would send us to church. They would usually go on they would go on they would go on like holidays and stuff, but they weren't super religious, really, so yeah, yeah, so, so it was more than anything, it was like the exposure to those worlds mm. which, which which was nice and but a lot of like my feelings on anything in general come from uh I would lay awake in bed at night thinking about the universe, and I mean I, it sounds. It sounds like, wow, this guy is <laughs> he's 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 really out there, isn't he? But like I, I would think about like my place in the universe when I was I, I read a lot when I was a kid and uh, I was exposed to ex- these fantasy worlds because or through my reading. And it just it helped me to think about, you know, where I was, how special I was in relation to just the world, the universe, even my city, you know, I, it helped, it helped to keep my feet on the ground while I could still dream. Yeah. I remember the thought that always kept me up at night was, and still sometimes I think about this is, okay, so before, according to modern Christianity, before God, there were created the earth and everything, there was nothing. Right. There was just God. Right. And he created everything. But where did God come from? Yeah. And when you start thinking about that, and obviously the idea is that we're finite and we can't understand that. But still, yeah. there's no beginning. How 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 is that possible? Did just one day God just started being conscious? And that's just it. I mean, God always was, right? I guess that's, that's the idea. <laughs> that's that's the answer that they give you is to, that God always was and always will be. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for for creatures that are finite, that is a that is an idea that is too difficult for us to wrap our heads around. Right. And, and even if you look at it from a scientific standpoint, let's take religion completely out of it. Before the Big Bang, matter was just compacted into, you know, almost a, a you know, an incredibly finite space. And all of a sudden it blew mm-hmm. up into to reality and time and and everything else and matter. Yeah. But where did that come from? <laughs> 
So the the quandary is 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 as maddening no matter what philosophical lens you put on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is. It's 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 a really weird thing. And I would think about that. We would talk. Uh, uh, I was exposed to quantum theory at a pretty early age as well. So like the idea of I mean, I'd watch a lot of History Channel, that sort of thing. And I remember one of my favorite bits of like quantum mechanics or quantum physics and quantum theory is the idea that we are inside of a bubble like we have a picture of all of the radiation that creates our universe and there's this one like spot that's on this picture that's hotter than anywhere else in the universe it's it's pretty uniform all around except for this one spot Mm. and they say that you know this could be uh another universe that's bumping up against ours Mm mm-hmm But to me, what always fascinated me was the idea that the Big Bang was not necessarily this infinitesimally um, massive, compacted bit of matter, but that this universe that we're in was empty, and then something pierced Mm. this universe, and that let all of the matter in from the other universe explode into this one. Mm. Yeah. And that's... And that's where that little heat impact comes from, is that's where that hole is in the bubble of our universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not to <laughs> – we really got off topic there. <laughs> <laughs> so, hold on. I'm going to re-record the beginning of this episode real quick. Uh, People versus happiness. Today we're going to talk about uh, life, the universe, and everything. Uh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Now I can edit around. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it's all part of it, right? I mean, that that describes you as a person is that you've you've been having these thoughts, um, you you think beyond. So we talk about the the mundane, and actually, this kind of goes along with a conversation I had with with Steve earlier this weekend, which is that you know he cre- he he uses all of his time very carefully, and he knows he has to go to work, and he knows he has to clean his apartment and those kind of things. But that is all just a means to be able to spend time gaming and spending time with friends and doing things that he really values. And that's what he wants to create his life. And that's what his, he wants. You know, when, he, when he's on his deathbed, he has no regrets because he did what he wanted. Right. All right, dude. Well, I, I definitely appreciate your time. And until the next time we were able to carve out a little bit to speak with one another, I hope you continue to do what makes you happy. And uh, I'll talk to you later, man. All right. Thanks a lot, man. All right. Bye. Bye. Drinking uh, binges. Like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.